Welcome back to another episode of the Hoffcast for May 27th. That's a Friday, and this is episode 101. We are skipping episode 100 uh, because I got something special planned for episode 100, and it's not ready yet. It's not ready yet, okay? I'm waiting on other people's schedules. There's a little bit of planning and stuff that goes on to something as monumental as 100 episodes of a podcast. That's really... An achievement, which we have not met yet, so I'm not going to spike the ball here on the one-yard line, okay? I'm going to make sure we carry it all the way to the end zone, but for all intents and purposes, which for the longest time I thought it was intensive purposes, but it's intents and purposes, for all intents and purposes, uh, th- this is episode 101. We are skipping 100, and uh, you know, I think it's I think it's worth it. I, I The reason though is i i didn't want to take another week off and not give everyone a podcast so i'm trying to keep this train rolling right along and when 100 drops it'll drop <laughs> let's hope it happens before episode 200 cuz then i got double planning to do uh so we'll we'll get it we'll get it it's 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 imminent but um i, I didn't want to i didn't want to leave everybody without another podcast for for another week i i i was feeling like come on we got to get going and by the way part of that feeling is i am going to give a little credit here to um something i did yesterday that um I don't know how many people do this, uh, and I'm not bragging at all. I mean, if you could see what I'm looking at right now, you would know, Hoff, I, hey, hey, I, I don't know if you should be bragging about this, man. It doesn't look great. So I recently um, started having some neck pain. I think I talked about it in last week's podcast, and I attribute that to working at my desk, you know, like doing as much as you work as a comedian at a desk. Um but I look down at my laptop. My laptop's on the desk, and that's like low, about at elbow height. And so my neck is cricked down. And so I was like, oh, you know what? I need to get one of those laptop stands. And I was looking online. They're not that expensive, 30, 40 bucks. Um, I wasn't exactly sure which one I needed for my size and all that. Uh, but I could have figured that out. But instead, I decided I'm going to build, I've got spare wood from various projects we've done. I'm going to build my own uh laptop stand like how hard is that that's a tiny table is essentially what i'm building i'm building a miniature table like how hard is that to do um and so my and by the way sarah made fun of me she's like what are you doing with that wood what are you, what, what are you doing with that wood what, what are you thinking why is that here and i was like i'm gonna build my own laptop stand she's like that is not worth your time just buy it this is you know what? Typical millennial. Typical millennial. Six months younger than me. <laughs> I am I am an elder compared to her. And this is the problem with youth today uh, like her is that, uh, you know, they just throw money at a problem. That's what a problem crops up and they're just like, open up the wallet, open up the purse strings. I'll fix this with cash. And not my generation. Not my generation, okay? My generation was raised with blood, sweat, and tears. We got down and dirty. If something needed done, we did it ourselves. I'll tell you that much right now. So, I got the wood out, and I, I you know, did some measuring. 
And um, then I took out my skill saw. That's right. I'm a man. I got a skill saw. And uh, <laughs> which, <laughs> as soon as you buy that, it implies you have skills. I don't have that many skills. Um, and if you look at but okay. So anyway, <laughs> I, I have a skill saw and uh, I use that. I, you know, you got to fashion this guide. I, I, I'm sure I do it wrong. But um, I built my own laptop stand, and it looks terrible. <laughs> it's, by the way, 100% perfectly functional. It is great in terms of that. It does exactly. For weeks, my laptop was just sitting on a box. So this is a, uh, a step up. Because now I can put things underneath of it. Um, you know, it, it, it sit there sturdy. It actually holds. I've got this little dongle thing that goes off the edge of my laptop because for whatever reason, Macintosh decided to uh, get rid of some of like the USB port on the side of there and the SD card slot on the side of their computers. So you have to get a separate extender. So this thing sits there, whereas before that kind of like dangled off the side. <laughs> I was worried it was going to snap. Um, so I built it. And here's the thing. Here, here's why I tell you this. I, I'm not telling you this to brag because it is. it looks not great. It's just raw wood and uh, that has some screws together, and it's not perfect. It's got some dimensional issues. It's sturdy as heck. It's very sturdy. Like, there's no problem there, and it's doing exactly what it needs to do. I might add a shelf in the middle so that I can have two areas to put things underneath so it's not just wasted space. Uh, it might help clean up my desk a little bit. Uh, but the reason I tell you is because I think the product, yeah, and, and she was right. She's like, it's not worth your time to build that. Okay, it's not worth the 30 or $40 that I saved to build that. But what I do think it's worth doing things like that, some, something that's a little challenging for you, takes you out of your comfort zone. You know, it took a completely different side of my brain to figure out how to build this thing so that it's sturdy. Um I think, you know, the product is not worth your time, but the byproduct is. And I think that's that's why I want to tell you this, because, and this may be part of the reason, this is what I'm attributing to me sitting down doing this podcast, because you guys don't know this, but in, uh, in like 35, 40 minutes, I have to leave to the airport to fly to Medford. I uh, got two shows up there this weekend. Uh, check out nickhoff.com for tickets. Medford, Oregon, uh, if you're in the area, come on out. Um but I, I've got things I need to be doing right now, and I have to leave soon. But I was like, let me knock out a podcast. Let me not delay that anymore. And uh, and I, I attribute that a little bit to the fact that I used a different portion of my brain yesterday afternoon. I, I went and I like, and I actually achieved something. I made something, something tangible right here in front of me. And I look at it, and when I look at it, it makes me think, uh, it gives me a sense of accomplishment and also a little bit of humility because it does not look great. And also, like, you know, you did something. And, and it, like, opened up this part of my brain that was like, let's set a task, let's achieve it, and we got it, and here it is. And it was a problem that needed solving, and it's solved. And and there's something about that that I think is an unseen benefit when you challenge yourself. You know, so so often it's our instinct to, like, ah, something's wrong with the toilet, let me call the plumber. Um, you know, or, uh, or this thing fell off its hinge. Let me call a handyman or, uh, the lawn needs money. whatever it is. I think the more, if you can tackle something yourself and it's a little outside of your comfort zone, you got to grow, you got to learn something to do it. I think there are advantages outside of just the thing that you've done. Now, 
obviously I have no scientific evidence to back this claim up. But I will tell you this, uh, it's unordinary for me to feel pulled to do a podcast, especially when I have 11 other things I need to do. Um, And yet I was like, no, let me go ahead and tackle something else that I can achieve. I've got the time to do this. Let me go ahead and knock that out and get that done. Um, and, and I'll tell you this too, like I woke up this morning and normally I wake up, I'm in a funk. I I need my coffee. You know, I'm barely awake when I'm taking my morning pee. Uh, but like right when I opened my eyes, I had two original thoughts, like enter my brain, like right away, immediately. And that is not that common of occurrence, especially first thing in the morning to just all of a sudden have like not one wave of inspiration, but two. Too, and I, I wrote them both down, and and the, by the way, they're jokes. The, that's the, those are my original thoughts are are jokes. So it's not like I'm splitting the atom again over here. It's not like I'm I'm solving some major problem. But two unique jokes just poured into my brain, and I was like, man, that's that's weird for that to happen right now. And I guess what I'm gonna go ahead and say that is due. To um, that's a byproduct of me making this turdly shelf that sits in front of me, this eyesore that anyone else that comes in our home will look at it. They'll say, this is a professional who has this thing. Like there are sleek ones you can buy on Amazon or Best Buy or even Staples. There are these sleek metallic ones that look cool, that are adjustable in size. And yet you come into my house and you're going to come to my desk. First of all, you're going to see a box full of tax returns on it because I haven't finished that. But outside of that, you're also going to see this uh, this hideous um, this hideous uh, laptop stand that I have built to save my neck. And guess what? Neck feels fantastic. I'm looking at my computer right now and it feels wonderful. And I've got two brand new jokes that I'm going to be using in uh, Medford tonight and tomorrow. Uh, tickets still available, nickhoff.com, if you want to check that out. Um, <laughs> so I, I think there's something to be said for you know getting out of your comfort zone and doing something you wouldn't normally do. Something you think, and plus, I like working with my hands. There's something about that. Like I don't think, I don't think I'm the kind of guy that could has the patience to sit there and like build a house from scratch. <laughs> you know, first of all, I don't have the technical know-how, but even if I did, I don't think I have the patience to do something like that for months and months. But this was like one hour in an afternoon it took me, um, you know, and I'd been wanting to use up some of this uh, spare wood that I have laying around. I'm like, you know what, let's just knock this out. And I learned a couple things out there. I got a little bit, I got a few more skills with my saw, learned a few more things. You know, I didn't lose a finger, which is positive. And Here's the other byproduct, guys, and I'll tell you this much right now: people, we live in a uh, a complex here where uh, you know people walking by, seeing what old Nick Hoff's doing. What is he working with his hands? He's got he's got lumber out there. He's got power tools out there. What's going on? This guy must know his stuff. He's marking things with pencils. He's got a tape measure. This dude is a real man. It doesn't hurt to have the community thinking a little highly of you, thinking this guy's got something. Now, 
Now, uh, there is a negative aspect of that as well, because I did get asked to help somebody else fix something <laughs> as I was doing it. And in that moment, I had to say, okay, am I going to say I thank you, but I don't have time? Am I going to help them out and be discovered as a fraud? Uh, you know, what is this entailing? And um, unfortunately, I, I, I've kind of become somehow the community guy go-to guy for this maybe it's because i do things like this outside of my home and people walk by and they and they see it happening but i've i've already had to fix uh one person's toilet this like 93 year old lady in our complex i like freaking replaced a part in her toilet which is is gross enough to mess with your own toilet now you're messing with somebody else's toilet not a fan and then i just got asked to do the exact same thing for another person's toilet and i'm like this i uh, nah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, it's not that expensive to call somebody who deals with this for a living and gets paid. Like, first of all, I don't want to get paid by you. And then something goes wrong in three weeks time. And all of a sudden you're calling me up with a plumbing emergency. And <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be responsible. There's no warranty on this thing. Leave me alone. And so I'm not I'm not getting into that. So there is an there is a negative aspect of this. And, you know, people come over, they're going to look at this and they're going to say, well, geez, what the heck is that? Um, but maybe I'll have like the kids write on it or something like or put like inspirational quotes on it or something like that. Something to make it unique and personal that'll, uh, you know, right across the front here. I could just write like get back to work or stay focused or something, some kind of inspiration that will help me in my work that you wouldn't get out of a store bought, um, you know, laptop uh, uh, stand. Anyway, that was a long way to say I think it's worth, uh, you know, doing things on your own. And, and that leads us right into, uh, so, you know, a favorite subject on the Hoffcast is uh, this week's edition of Hoff Recommends. Don't think twice. Take his advice. This is Hoff Recommends. That's right. Don't think twice. Just listen to my recommendations. Uh, number one, we've already discussed. Do things yourself. If if there's something small you can build, I recommend building with your hands. I think there's a sense of accomplishment there that you can't get anywhere else. The other things I recommend, and this is going to sound like an advertisement, but it's not. I'm going to knock two things out here in once. Uh, both these companies I've really enjoyed doing business with. One is AAA Insurance, and I, I even got into radio like ad voice there. And by the way, AAA, if you want to pay me, I, I'd happily do this every uh, every episode. But AAA Insurance, you guys, it's uh, it's a lot cheaper. I've had State Farm, I've had Geico, and now I've had AAA, and they're a lot cheaper than that. And they're a nonprofit, and you get uh, the AAA membership with it. So if you ever broken down on the side of the road, your car won't start. Sarah just locked the keys in a car a couple weeks ago, um, and, and they came out for free to help with that. Like so, added bonus plus they're a nonprofit. So at the end of the year, uh, they always send a letter out there like, "Hey, we made X amount of dollars, and we're not going to take that. So here's your refund." So every year we get a refund, and it's not it's not an incredible amount, but it was already a much lower price than those other companies I was paying. And then every year they like send you 85 bucks or something like that. And and so you're like, okay, yeah, cool. Like, why do I want to pay a company that's only in it for the money 
And so anything I overpay, they're just going to take it as gravy and they're going to figure out how they can charge me the gravy as well. But with AAA, they don't do that. And granted, I haven't had to use the insurance side of it yet. Like I haven't been in a car accident or anything or had to call them for a claim. But I assume, you know, major company, they're going to be pretty good about that kind of stuff. Now, I might be way off. They might, you might be sitting there going, Hoff, what are you, insane? The second you need something is the reason you have insurance. Uh, so I, I cannot vouch for that. But I have had to use their AAA service several on several occasions. They're always pretty quick and good about that, and that's always free. So uh, I recommend AAA and another company I w- recommend, which you do have to pay a little bit more for Hertz uh, rental car, but you don't have to earn any status with them. You sign up, you're automatically in the gold status. And if you do that, you skip the line at the airport to go get your car. It's just, they just have a little section called gold. And if you are, you know, in their system, you don't have to earn any points with them. But if you sign up and it's free to sign up, you're in their gold system and you just walk out right to your car. You don't go, you don't stand in that little line waiting to go up there and show your ID and your credit card and say, no, I don't want to pay prepay for fuel. No, I don't want an upgrade. You don't have to do any of that. You just go straight to the lot, pick a car in the gold section and go. He- highly recommend, highly recommend that. Um, and the last thing I recommend is that you subscribe to my YouTube channel. I've been posting a lot of videos there and, uh, soon my special will land on, uh, Nick Hoff YouTube. So go check that out. If you can't find it, just go to nickhoff.com and click the little YouTube link up at the top. And you might think, well, Hoff, what does it matter? Like when the special comes out, I'll just, I'll just YouTube it. I'll just go there. Well, it matters because... If you get X amount of subscribers on there, then all of a sudden you can monetize it. You can Those ads are going to show up no matter what when you watch my special. But if I have over a certain amount of subscribers, then all of a sudden I will get a, you know, a hay penny for every ad that gets played on my special. So, I mean, I, I, I think that's worth it. I think it's free to do it. It's free. And if you have a Gmail, then you have a YouTube account because Google owns YouTube. So if if you're on there, just do me a favor and and go ahead and subscribe and try and talk a couple other people into subscribing because it helps Nick off. It helps me, you know, push content out there for free to entertain. So I want to be able to do that. Uh, but it, it really would benefit me if everybody could subscribe. So please do that. And with that, that is this week's edition of Hoff Recommends. All right, now I, I gave I gave Hertz kudos, and now I want to I want to take away a little bit. I want to I want to undercut a little bit about what I said, but this doesn't undercut just Hertz. This undercuts the entire the entire uh, car rental community. Every single company does this, and I hate it. Um, it's the uh, it's the uh, prepay for gas, or if you bring it back and it's not full, then we charge you ten dollars per gallon. Now, ten dollars per gallon, you know, in another couple of months might seem like a deal, but as of right now, it's a gross exaggeration of what you should be paying. And they're like, well, you know, you can just pay for a full tank right now, and then and just bring it back empty. And I'm like, well, I don't know if I'm gonna bring it back empty. I don't know how many, like, I, I'm just going up there and back a couple times. Like, I don't know. Is that three gallons? Am I paying for a full tank when I only use three gallons? I don't want to do, I don't, I'm not going to take that gamble. I'm not going to give you the money to just fill it completely up. So I always have to refill it 
when I'm rushing back to the airport, which is a huge bummer because, you, you know, a lot of times they don't put a gas station right there that just makes sense. Like, you got to do it within 10 miles of returning the car. There's not always a gas station that just makes sense. You don't know the area. You're from out of town. So now you got to find that. Your flight's leaving in an hour, and you're trying to rush back to the airport, and you've got to fill this thing up with gas. Otherwise, they're going to charge you $10 a gallon. So here is my recommendation. Anybody works for one of these companies or know somebody that works for one of these companies? Here. And I'm perfectly fine with this as a consumer. Add this to your services. Okay, you're a service company. Add this to your services. Charge me whatever the going rate is for gas and then tack on a little bit. Tack on a buck. A buck per gallon. Oh, it's about time to get ready to go uh, to the airport. Let me go ahead and stop that. Um Go ahead and tack on a dollar per gallon. I don't care. So if we're looking at is is five dollars a gallon right now for gas, uh, charge me six. Okay. So when I use eight, it costs me eight bucks for that service for you to top it off. Just call it a top off service and and charge me a little extra. I assume, I assume that these uh, rental car agencies have gas on site. Now I may be wrong about that. Maybe they have to drive to the local Chevron, and so it's a pain in the ass, and that's why they charge that. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think all those gas companies at or all those rental car companies at the airport, if they were smart, they'd all have a community little gas station and say, "Okay, this is the Hertz guy, plug him in, give him the give him the rate." Um, so just call it a top off rate and I'll happily pay that. I'll bring it back half full and then just top it off, charge me a dollar extra per gallon. You make that extra gravy and I get the service. I think that's fair. I don't think $10 is fair. Uh, you know, and you know it's not. Otherwise, you wouldn't charge me like a regular rate to, for the full tank. Anyway, if anybody knows anybody, I just kind of want to gripe about that. So I'm not taking anything away from just Hertz alone. I'm taking away from the car rental uh, process in general. Um, so I want to throw that out there. Um, and and the reason I am so perturbed about this is because last week I was rushing. I was rushing. Anybody that follows me on Instagram, I was trying to like keep a keep a running story there. This was last Saturday, and I had a show in uh, uh, just north of Minneapolis, Minnesota, and I just had one show, and it was a seven o'clock show, and um, and normally that would mean I, I fly in, uh, you know, on the Saturday. I do the show, I spend the night, and I come back Sunday morning, but in Minneapolis two hours ahead of Los Angeles time, and I saw there's a 10.55 flight out of Minneapolis direct to Los Angeles coming back. I was like, I could I could make that flight. As I'm like booking in my brain, I was like, I think I could do this. And so I pulled the trigger, and I booked the ticket. It's the first time in my life I've ever flown somewhere commercially uh, where I went and came back on the same day. You know, Google always warns you. They're like, wait, is the same day, same day trip? You sure about that, big dog? I'm like, yep, do it. And uh, so I'm like, all right, 10.55, I can make that. I got to be there by 9.55, really, to be safe. That's that's kind of my thought. Just be there an hour before takeoff. Um, and that will 100% uh, burn me in the ass multiple times in my life, and I will not change my view on that. I've got I've got people in my life, like my brother-in-law wants to get there three hours before the flight, and he's happy sitting there knowing that he's at the gate 
with hours to spare. That gives me anxiety. I'm like, look at all this wasted time where I'm uncomfortable. Everything's an inflated price at the airport. I'm not paying that crap. And plus, if I'm in an airport for whatever reason, I want the crap to eat. Like I, I can smell that Wendy's just wafting down the airport jetway all the way to me. Even if I'm not hungry, I'm going to get it if I'm there and I've got time to kill. I'm going to go into the to the Hudson books and I'm going to grab three packs of candy. I cannot, I cannot control myself inside an airport. So I know I'm going to do that. So I like to like be coming in the door, like walking up to my gate as they're boarding. That is the perfect one for me. Every time I do that, I'm like, boom, planned it perfectly. And as I'm saying this, I realize that my flight today is going to be out of that smaller terminal. And so I need to account for more time, which I'm not doing. I, I'm still good. I'm still good. We got, got a few minutes left in this podcast. I want to get this story out. Um, so I, I've got I've got this ten fifty five uh, uh, I got this ten fifty five flight out of Minneapolis and uh, seven o'clock is approaching. I'm getting ready to do the show and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna hold five ten minutes." Oh, okay, yeah. This this plan was not uh, a five to ten minute foil. Um, you know, it, it's one of those. It was like an hour and fifteen minute drive back down to Minneapolis. So, like any kind of traffic problem, and I was going to be screwed. But yeah, you don't, you can't live your life like that, right? You can't live your life assuming there's going to be a car accident. And I know half of you right now, because I think there are two types of people. Probably where <laughs> half the people are like, "Yeah, I'm not going to plan on something going wrong," and the other half is like, "You're an idiot. You always plan on something going wrong. You got to give yourself the time." If you're not five minutes early, you're ten minutes late, or whatever that saying is that I think is bull. <laughs> um, uh, there's got to be an equivalent on the other side. Like, if you're five minutes early, that means that uh, you wasted your life, I think. <laughs> is, that, is that the saying we're going to go with? Anyway, so we're holding five to ten minutes for the show. Okay, okay. Easy, easy. So we end up holding ten minutes, and then we go out there. So the show starts... And, and and everything's great. Love the show. Love the people of Minnesota. It was so much fun. Um, you know, we had some crowd interactions that were good. I, I taped it. We'll see. I, I'll, I'll try and pick out some some of the fun moments and post them on uh, on my YouTube channel, uh, which you should be subscribed to by now. Um, and uh, had a good show. Uh, after the show, you know, I, I just hung out for a minute to say goodbye to everybody and, and and shake the necessary hands. And then I ran to my car and I got in and I'm going. And I'm right in my like right up against my comfort zone. I'm looking at it going, OK, probably will be OK. Hour and 15 minutes back down. Um, and I think when I was leaving, I was going to get there. Uh, without stopping for gas, I was going to get there an hour ahead of time. So that's right where I want to be, although now I, I do have to fill up with gas. So I've got this looming thing over my head. As I'm driving back, I know that within 10 miles of the airport, I need to find a gas station. And so I'm going, I'm going, and I'm, I'm you know, recording this, and, eh, you know, traffic's not bad, and I'm I'm doing all right, and I'm going, and, and then i got to stop for gas, and so... You know, you got to turn off the GPS and find the gas station within this X amount of miles. All the while you're you're traveling down the road, and um, 
And so now I, I find a gas station, I get off, and I run in and I get candy because I can't control myself, and I come back out, and now I've got like 55 minutes to make it uh, to the thing before the flight leaves. I've got, if, if all goes well, i got 55 minutes uh, before the flight leaves, which means I think they usually board like 30 to 35 minutes ahead of time, so i got like 20 minutes of wiggle room before they board. Um, and then they're going to shut that door, I think, 10 to 15 minutes before takeoff. So really, I've got 45 minutes before that door shuts. That's D-Day, right? 45 minutes before D-Day. And so I go up. By the way, airport signs, just garbage in most places for where you return the rental car. Like, that needs to be an obvious, like, Along with the this way to the airport, it needs to say this way to the airport rental car places because you go certain places like uh, O'Hare and the rental car place is seven miles down the road or whatever the hell it is. It's not I I, I can't tell you how many terminals I've driven through um, and only to find that, oh, you the rental car place is like three miles away. And so that adds a whole thing now. In Minneapolis, it's pretty close. It's like it, you know, it's it's right in the area. But there were no signs leading up to it, like, "Hey, this is the rental car." So last second, I decide to get off where it says Terminal One. Like a last second decision, I'm just like, Ugh. I mean, I see nothing that says rental car this way, but it doesn't say rental car. That- Fine, I'll just go to the airport. If I have to drive through it, you know, who who cares? We'll f- we'll find it. And luckily. There it was. I, I, I gambled right for the first time in my life, and I, I go through the rental car thing. Of course, it's up several floors, so I got to go up to return it, go in there, and then uh, go down the long escalators, which are slower than molasses. They're going, and now I got to walk through and find, and for this particular terminal, you got to take a little tram, and this is, you know, this is 10 o'clock at night, and the tram's not running with the same frequency that it does during the day. So now I'm standing there and I can see the trams like the next tram will be here in four minutes or whatever, whatever the heck it was. And I'm going, Oh, come on. One, one of them was out of order. One of the trams was out of order. And the other one was like four minutes away. And I'm going, Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. You know, all I need is for this one to go out of order. And now I got to run the several hundred yards or whatever it is to the terminal. So I, I wait, and finally it comes, and I, I'm sitting here IG live in, and I got, you know, like, it's like down to like 40 minutes now, and I, I take that, I go through, I luckily, uh, TSA pre-check, thank God, by the way, Hoff recommends if you're not TSA pre-check, get it, get global entry, most of your credit cards cover it anyway, um, find out if yours does, and go get global entry, it gives you five years of TSA pre-check, plus if you ever leave the country and you come back in, it's much easier, you don't have to go through near as much than no guy with a white rubber glove, any of that stuff, uh, and so thank God that TSA pre-check line was, was shorter. But by the way, airports get on the same page. Minnesota, for whatever reason, was like, you got to take your laptop out of the bag. I'm like, no, you don't. TSA pre-check, I've, I don't have to do that. I've never had to do that. TSA pre-check, except for those rare airports where they're like, nah, you still got to do it. We still got to see, what is that, computer? I can't, I can tell everything else in your bag, but I can't tell that that's a computer. Get the heck out of here. That's, doggone it, all right? So, (laughs) um, uh, they make me take stuff out, but whatever. Go through, walk up, 
And beautiful timing. As I'm walking up, they're like, group one, group one, now boarding. And, and coming back, I was flying uh, a carrier I don't normally fly. So I was like, group, group three. So I even had to wait a little bit. I was like, ah, in my head. In my head, I was like, I could have cut it closer. I, you know, I probably could have uh, hit a bathroom break, or I, I could have, um, you know, I could have taken my time a little bit, shaken one more hand, or <laughs> the whole time I was like, could I have sold merch after that show? Could I have hung out for another five minutes and sold merch? Maybe I could have, uh, <laughs> but I made it and made it right back. I was gone from Los Angeles for less than twenty-four hours, uh, which is insane to me to fly across, you know, halfway across the country, do a show fly back i've been gone less than one day i i get back here uh you know i i get everything unpacked i take a shower i get into bed and you know i stay up for another hour <laughs> even though it's 2 a.m i stay up for another hour decompressing because i'd been so much going through but i made it on time no thanks to hertz for um for making me refill my car on the way i think you guys should change that and i've said so in the survey that you sent me i fill it out i'm sure you ignore it anyway all is well that ends well or whatever the hell that is. And I'm trying not to miss my flight this morning. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, so go subscribe to my YouTube. Check out my uh, website, nickhoff.com, for all tour dates. Medford, Oregon. I'm going to be in North Platte, Nebraska. I've got shows in Louisville, Kentucky, northern Indiana. We're lining up some Michigan gigs. So get on there. Uh, get your tickets early. And don't forget, you guys, to do doom bip. Doom, doom bip. Do, 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 do.